Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello there and welcome to a very special Everything is Black and White podcast brought to you by Chronicle NUFC. I'm Andrew Musgrove and what you're about to hear is a very short but quite amazing interview with three men who played a key part of Kevin Keegan's entertainer squad. 21 years today since that team beat Manchester United 5-0 at St James's Park, the trio of John Beresford, Darren Peacock and Steve Watson have been brought together thanks to Newcastle Legends to recount the night, to go over their memories and this is what they had to say. First of all, lads, I mean, are you surprised that people are still remembering that game and still treasuring the memory, Steve? Um, no, I'm not surprised. It was um, it was a great night. You know, there's been Newcastle's littered with great nights and great memories, but you know that would stand up certainly from the time I think all of us were there, alongside maybe the Barcelona game. Um, as you know, one of the, one of the greatest performances we put in. Everything seemed to go right that night. Uh, we'd, we'd had a good hiding at Wembley. Um, we needed a response uh, for, for ourselves, the fans, everybody, and uh, we've done it in probably the best way possible. In, in the run-up to the game on that week, obviously, the, the nightmare of the Charity Shield was probably in all your minds, Darren. I mean, what was the, the atmosphere like on the trainer pitch with Kevin? What was the idea? Was it just as normal or was it a bit...? Well, the, the atmosphere was... The training was really uh, fast and furious, as normal. Yeah, training was always excellent. Uh, but I remember the beginning of the season, because I wasn't in the team alongside uh, uh, Pedro, so we we didn't start well that, that year, did we? No. Um, so Is that because that, you and Pedro, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was, it, it was the lead up from what happened the year before, and as you say, the, uh, the charity shield. Um, and the 20 years, some, yeah, it's gone in a blink, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think it's right to sort of celebrate it because it was such a, a great game. Even you know, in today's sort of tactical and technical side of, of the Premiership, it's still on a pitch that wasn't you know, up to today's scratch. But it's a fantastic game to be involved in, uh, and a fantastic game to, to, to look at. A mate of mine phoned me up on Saturday, and he was saying, "Did you watch uh, the Man City game?" Which I hadn't, and uh, he just said, "He says." takes me back to the era of Newcastle at the time where we were just totally completely open where if we if we if we were to play at his best um, I don't care who we were playing we could batter him we really could we had players who uh, if you play an open game it suited us um, the biggest problem we had when we played Man United uh, was always the first goal if you can get the first goal they've got to come out and it opens up and then you're kind of playing into our hands and uh, as Watto says though, there's certain games where you, you can sometimes carry two or three players, but everybody that night was on the game. And I, I think if you looked at it, the score could have probably been 10-3, because it, we, were, we were always going to leave ourselves open because that's the way we played. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a remarkable night. I mean, the atmosphere, I think, was, you know, it was, it was party time. And coming into that game, you guys, I think it won six, five or six on the bounce. So was the, was the expectation that you could beat my United and it was just, it was just another game coming up to it? That team could beat anybody, and that, that, that was the beauty of it. Uh, uh, when you when you go out with 
the mentality that we did, uh, I don't think, I mean, I can ask PZ what all the, what their thoughts, but I never ever thought, oh, we went out, I can't even remember thinking, oh, we're going to we get a clean sheet here, or we're, gonna, we're actually going to sort of sit back and hopefully get a draw. It was just never in, in the psyche of Kevin, and, and I think he, he transferred over to the players also. And in the run up of that game, there was a bit of criticism, for, you know, for the, def- the defence that you guys couldn't really uh, keep a clean sheet, couldn't really maybe not concede, you know, too many goals. But Kevin defended you guys, and you went and beat my United five 0 So, how did he kind of stop that criticism from sneaking into the kind of dressing room? Was that in your minds at all back then? Not really. I think um, I think it's all about results, isn't it? You know, what I mean, if you if you win in five, six games in a row. Um, and there's still criticism about the defence. Then you know we do, we're doing something right. Um, I think Bez would admit. You know, you're probably sitting next to the only guy in the club who actually enjoyed defending um, at times. You know, it, but, but um, it was encouraged. You know, we, we didn't. Uh, you know, we weren't. We didn't go blase. We didn't sort of say. You know, none of us want to defend. We just we, we were encouraged to. Uh, we were encouraged to attack, express ourselves. Um, you know, once you go into coaching, like you know, like like I have, um, you try and find that way of trying to find the make the players feel million dollars every time they go out on the pitch. Make the players the players feel invincible, like they are going into a game and they won't get beat. Uh, Kevin had that unbelievable knack, um, probably better than anybody I've worked under. Just interested on that, obviously Rafa Benitez now in charge charge of Newcastle. You could argue say that then maybe Sir Boy Robson, he's the only other person maybe to have got that feeling and got that connection between the fans and making those players feel you know ten feet tall. I mean it is, I mean I watch the games now and you've finally got you've got you've actually got a manager that everybody can now buy into and you know you can take them forward. Mm. Well it, I think it's the whole situation, you know, the big picture so to speak. It's roughly he gets what the supporters are feeling, you know. He does lots of work within the area, within the sort of neighbourhood, so to speak, within the region, and that is key. I think exactly the same as, as Kevin needs to do, uh, Bobby, yeah, and that is key. I feel getting to know, you know, the, his supporters, you know, the, the club as a region. It, it's 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 something like that that's been needed for a long, long time, and this this is the guy you know, on and off the field. I think it's, it's got it right and we can see and hear by the reaction from the supporters what, what was needed for a long, long time. Definitely, and on, on the game itself, you scored the opening goal, was you, did you know it was in or across the line? Did, was that your first instinct? I didn't have a clue, didn't have Miles a clue to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things where... It just hit the net so quickly. I don't think any of us <laughs> realised it would bounce back out. I think that's what the main thing was. It's just a, a well-worked drill off the training pitch, you know, which was... You know, All them set pieces we worked on, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where just get your head on it. And I'd say Philippe could have knocked it in. He could have got a touch on it, I feel, Philippe. Um, but he's, done the, he's, he's over it and he's, he's, he's hit the back of the net. And then that was the, the, the start of the... Uh, Opening the gates. And more was just everything just connected on the night. Everything just clicked into place. Do you think, Steve? I think, I think that kind of sums up. You know, you're talking about the defence and what have you. It's, it's one of the greatest nights any of us have been involved in. And maybe you know, a lot of Newcastle fans have enjoyed. Um, and you, your goal scorers are two centre halves and then three forwards. It's, it's it kind of summed up. You know, it kind of summed up where we were. The goals after that were, um, you know, the, 
the, the Genoa goal was was just typical him. You didn't, as a defender, as will tell you, you don't you couldn't show him anywhere. You showed him down the line. He's got a ridiculous left foot. You show him inside. He puts his ball in the top corner of his right foot. You've got um, you've got Pedro with two snapshots that end up you know, getting the goal for Al, and you end up seeing Alan go out wide and Les with the textbook header, and then obviously I think all applauded. It's everybody remembers the final goal, which is what you'd, you know, icing on the cake, obviously. But as I say, you look back at it as you know, I didn't score, I didn't um, didn't necessarily have anything to do with the goals, but you still feel a comfort because you've kept the clean sheet and the you kept the clean sheet against probably their strongest side. Yeah, the thing is, is like it, it, it was. Uh, like I mean, what was into coaching now? I remember Scott Sellers uh, who, who was, when he packed in. He said he, he looked back at certain games, which I never did, and he was just saying he, he never realised the movement that was part of the team. He's like, mm. and there was a lot of unselfishness within the team that would pro- probably not getting involved in certain elements. It's like with what a fantastic athlete myself, with good athletes. A lot of the time we're running not to get it. You're actually looking to make make things happen. It weren't particularly. It went as though Kevin Keegan said, "By the way, when he gets the ball there, you do this." There was none of that. It was just you go out, you do what. You, in a sense, it was do what you feel. Um, and if we got, as I say, if you got it right, and I remember now when I watch certain games back and I look and I go, "How does it happen?" But I think it was clever how Keegan used to set the training up. It was very, very tight. As Peasy said, it was very intense, full on. But then when he came to a Saturday, it was like express yourself and take it to the next level. I mean, two 0 at half time. What was the message at half time off Kevin? Was it just more of the same? Just well, I remember Gaffer's sort of his favourite team talk before the game was same team, same subs. Yeah, and, and it, from a manager's point of view, that'd be great because you know that your team's doing well. Again, results. It's a results-based business. Uh, team talk was, you know, I think Bez touched up on it before. We let ourselves down. Uh, recently in, in the charity show, uh, we've got to do it for supporters, yeah, and that was always in the back of our mind. I think, yeah. um, but saying that, if there's any team that could lose a two-nil yeah, advantage, we would a team because we wouldn't sit on that. We would press on and press on because it was quite open first half. I thought, yeah. Oh yeah, United, yeah, they had chances. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Would, every every. Yeah. When you played against a team like you know, like Manchester United, Liverpool, wherever it is, you know, they've got quality players, and you know, so you are when you play that open, you are. But Keegan just believed that we would score more than the opposition, which is bewildering sometimes mm-hmm. when you look back at it. Exciting. And when you guys saw Phil Robert running towards the goal, uh, picking up the pass from uh, I think it was Rob Lee, and then he picks up the pass. What was your initial thought, Steve? Was it? He's going to hit it here, or? Um, first, I thought he was going to pull the trigger with a, with a, bit, with a bit of power because he had a great strike on him. Um, he was like he was like a centre half that none of us had really witnessed before in that era because I think he'd scored a brace against Man City, uh, where he literally just goes and plays one twos and ends up uh, and ends up on the edge of the opposition's box. So it wasn't no surprise to us to have found him there, but just to have the uh, just to have the, the the audacity to do that at that stage. Um, but he was a very, very clever footballer. Um, he was a good, he was a good defender. But he was, you know, he's probably one of the best ball-playing centre-halves that we'll ever, we'll ever come across. And to score five against a keeper like Pierre Schmeichel in the defence, that might not have had as well. No one mean feet. Yeah, I mean that was the thing. I, I mean, I look back at the, you know, previous when you play against such as Manchester United before. I think in, in when we got beat one 0 when Cantona scored, we probably played in that game 
maybe as good, or, mm-hmm. uh, but they just didn't go in. Schmeichel, you know, just saved everything. Uh, as I said before, if we get it right, though, that's what can happen. And what were the celebrations like afterwards? Was it just keep, keep your head down or go Yeah, not, not so much, not so much. No. <laughs> no I think we all, to be honest with you, I think we all went to watch the Lighthouse family, didn't we? At the Civic Centre. At the Civic Centre, but no disrespect to the Lighthouse family. We watched, we watched about one song and then we thought this is, uh, this is too far mellow. too this is far too toned down for what we've just done. So yeah, I think we just all went uh, went wandering then. But uh, great night, great night in town. But you know, the, the fans, as I said, they, they deserved a night like that. Um, just a pity, you know, all looking back, it wasn't that uh, wasn't that elusive silverware. But we, we had the moments. We had some very very good times. Thank you very much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share the podcast. Whether that be through iTunes, Audio Boom, Spotify, or whichever platform you may be listening through. And if you want to get involved with the podcast, you can do so via our social media channels. We're over on Twitter at Chronicle NUFC and on Facebook at the same handle, Chronicle NUFC. We want your questions, your topics, your feedback. So why don't you drop us a line and get in touch?